with The First Glance with Jody Vance. Uh, glad to have you along here at Equity Guru. We're trying to make markets accessible to everybody, not just people who have that insider vibe or have studied economics or can watch the stock market and just intrinsically know what to buy, what to sell, and when. Most of us don't know that. And we all want to get in on the ground floor of something cool, something that has some possibility, something that interests us. And we want to get to know the people behind those companies. So we're doing introductions for possibilities to consider for your investment dollar. And today we're speaking with Ian Patterson, who is with PureLock Security Inc., the CEO, in fact, of PureLock. PureLock, it's like a tongue twister until you get used to saying it, PureLock. Hi, uh, Ian, can you give us an idea of what Pluralock is all about. Absolutely, and, and good to be here, Jody. So Pluralock is an early stage cybersecurity company. So we manufacture software that helps keep companies safe. We do that by actually using a form of human behavior called behavioral biometrics. We're actually able to identify who an authorized user is by the way they type on a keyboard and the way that they move a mouse. Uh, this is all powered by AI. I, I know it seems, it seems quite incredible. Um, but this is just a, another form of, of security technology that's, uh, that's coming on the market now as a result of uh, the advances in AI over the last couple of years. What on earth am I going to fight with my family about over the phone as I'm trying to play their IT department as they're you know, trying to log their smart TV into their Netflix? Well, no comment on the family angle, but I can certainly appreciate that uh, you know, things, things are progressing. And so I think even in this last year, we've seen a, a huge shift from uh, you know, people who may not have wanted to use technology as much in their lives are now doing everything virtually as we are here right now. Mm -hmm. um, what we're seeing at Pluralock is that security is also moving through this massive shift where, you know, it used to be that you could just be secure with a fairly typical login and password. I have several, uh, in fact, hundreds. But, you know, most people, when they think about computer security, they, they have a, an irritated reaction to it. These things are frustrating. These things, you know, now you probably get little text messages to your phone trying to type in a six-digit code in order to access Gmail or Dropbox. And so what's happened over the last couple of years is that security has gotten more advanced, but it's also gotten harder to use, particularly for business users, which is where we're focused on protecting. Um, ultimately, as a result of being able to leverage artificial intelligence, newer technologies like Pluralox are able to take away some of that burden from a typical user's workday. And so actually, quite literally, the way that you're going, going about your regular day and doing your work um, can be a form of key or for a form of authentication, uh, which we're able to provide. And that's a fascinating piece, all fun aside. I mean, it is frustrating. We've, we've all seen sort of the evolution of the password. It started with, you know, one, two, three, four. <laughs> and then it was, okay, now it needs a unique character or it needs a capitalized letter and a number. And, a, and you're starting to like, okay, which one did I do? So now you got to go back. Oh, yeah, I got to reset my password because I can't remember which one I did because I can't use one that I used in the last year and I can't use one that, you know, it starts to become this, you know, and then heaven forbid you write your passwords down. You know, you're not supposed to do that either. So the idea that how I might act or react on my computer could be my password really takes us to the next level in terms of technology. It would be incredibly difficult, I'm assuming, for somebody to try and emulate my way of using a keyboard or my mouse. Correct. It is, it is very difficult. It's a form of biometrics. So in the same way that you're probably used to 
using a thumbprint on, on your, your smartphone or maybe use face ID. This is again, a form of biometrics that is unique to you, uh, which we're able to build a profile of. What's, what's a bit different about behavioral biometrics is that it doesn't require any special hardware. So there's no fingerprint scanners or, or retinal scanners or anything like that. And so it's a, it's a very generally applicable solution. Effectively, anybody with a keyboard and a mouse can use the tool. And you hit upon something interesting there, which is that the cost of authentication when it doesn't work very well, in, in other words, if you forget your password, if you then need to go reset it, that doesn't work, you call the support line, they're not there because it's seven o'clock, it's after hours. <laughs> like there, there's real costs yeah. here. And, and what we found um, with some of our customers is that they're actually buying our software as a result of those costs. And they're able to recognize the savings by employing a, a solution like ours. It just sounds, some of those. yeah, it sounds fascinating because the man hours lost in all of what you just explained has to be incredibly significant. So you're based out of Victoria, correct? Correct. Okay, so Victoria company um, working on this AI, wanting to primarily at this point service businesses, ultimately then into to the private sector, I guess. How would a business uh, look to uh, utilize your services at this point, at this stage? Um, I can think of so many small and large businesses that this would be applicable to. Well, you know, it's interesting. So we're based in Victoria because we started uh, actually as a spin out from the University of Victoria. So oh. our, our team of, of PhD data scientists were originally doing research there. That's, that's the nucleus of what formed, uh, formed the company to begin with. We spun that out, we formed a, a corporation. And, you know, you, you hit upon uh, that there are businesses of all sizes that have a need for this problem. Um, Pluralock very intentionally started with the most discerning customers possible. So the first couple of contracts for the company um, were actually with the U.S. government, the U.S. Army, uh, Homeland Security. And our, our hypothesis was, look, if we, can, if we can make it work there, if we can show that we're able to provide value for the most discerning type of customers, then we'll have an easier time when we go to talk to a bank or a power plant or uh, you know, other forms of critical infrastructure. Um, and so that's really been, been our strategy, uh, is being able to, to start in the very, the very heart of what the most secure organizations are, um, show that it works there, show that we have repeat orders, and then from there, then go down to the, uh, you know, the, the mid-market to be able to help s secure them. People right now are like, what's the stock symbol? It is P-L-U-R, for those watching right now that are going to put this into their search engine, P-L-U-R, Pluralock Security, Inc. Uh, Ian Patterson is the, the CEO. Now, Ian, when you talk about the, the University of Victoria and the U.S. government, Homeland Security, and wow, that just gives me chills. You're right. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> um, what's the timeline on that? Like, when did this, when did you go, we're on to something? And then when did you take it to that, we formed a, formed a company and now how did we get to where you and I are talking this through? Yeah, it's a good question. So the, the company itself, again, started as, as a research project um, and we were beneficiaries of over 35,000 hours of research that was done in a university lab setting, which means there were no commercial pressures. They were able to do it right the first time around. Um, it also meant that we had some, some very early uh, dates for our patents. So it's always good to get the earliest possible date so you have the broadest possible patent protection. And so again, we were able to benefit from that. 
Um, when we spun the company out, that was around the, the two, 2016 mark. We launched our product 2017. Customers one and two, U.S. Army, U.S. Department of Defense. Um, took, took a couple of years there to, to take in that feedback from first contact with the market. Um, and then uh, just over the last 12 months, we've, we've really identified a, a repeatable process for going out, being able to land customers, being able to roll out the systems. Um, and so we took, the, uh, we took the move to take the company public earlier in, in, in 2020. And uh, we were officially listed on the, the TSX venture just at the end of September. Okay, this is the most important question of all. When can I have this on my phone? <laughs> so selfish. <laughs> uh, yes. It, well, it's a good question. I mean, I think, I think it speaks to what a lot of customers are, are grappling with, uh, which is the fact that um, whether I'm working in a business environment or whether I'm working in a, in a personal environment, I mean, I get, I get spam, I get phishing attempts to my email all the time. All the time. Um, and it's actually the, the best thing to do and so whenever I'm, I'm having conversations with business leaders is the best thing that you can do for your employees is actually to keep your employees teach them how to be safe in other words teach them how to be safe even when they're not working in the business give them the tools and the knowledge to be safe online and they will in fact be allies in the defense of the actual business itself great advice I want your advice now Ian if you don't mind about investing um, are you an investor Absolutely. Investor in Pluralock. Yeah, there you go. Do you, do you only invest in Pluralock or have you, because you seem to be more on the, um, on the discovery side of this and, and as opposed to like being the market guy, you're more the think tank guy. Is that right? Uh, I mean, I'd say that, that we have a, a very experienced team behind me and, and what you're seeing right now. Um, but I think that your, your question is, is ultimately you know, where, where should people spend their time and spend their attention? Um, yeah. So personally, I'm, I'm fairly well diversified. Uh, but what attracts me to companies like Pluralock um, is the potential for, uh, you know, a, a very positive outcome. And so, you know, personally, I've, I've got a, a basket of ETFs that are, you know, sitting there and I try and ignore. Um, but I'm also looking for opportunities that, uh, that can really make a difference. Um, in the world. And I think that if you can actually add a lot of value to the world, you know, be that um, company working on a vaccine or be that uh, company working with cybersecurity, I think those are the types of, of things that you can really drill down to, pick a few good names, um, really understand what they're doing, how they work, what their opportunities are, uh, and then place a bet. It's a little bit of placing a bet, but an educated bet, right? And wanting to be Correct. a part of something that you look at, because I'm looking at what you're explaining to me, and it's exciting to think that, that that's our next incarnation, where we one day might look at one another and say, remember back when we needed passwords? Remember then? Like, that just seems like it, 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 it seems too good to be true, and yet here you are, it, explaining that it's, it's a breakthrough that is on our horizon and certainly coming into play, coming into market. So how do you obtain, as Pluralock, how do you obtain more business and more revenue? How do you grow it in, in your current stage? For somebody who's like, you know what, I'm in. I'm going to put a portion of my portfolio into this stock. Um, wh what is your next uh, hill to climb? Well, the, the benefit of us going public is that we are able to grow in two ways. And so the first way is that we've, we've raised a round of investment as part of the RTO. Uh, and so we'll be investing further into sales and marketing. 
Um, and so that's really an organic story, right? We're an enterprise IT company. We're out there, we're landing additional contracts, additional logos, we're upselling our existing customers, and that will generate revenue. Now we're a, we're a SaaS business, software as a service. So it's very high margin, and these are all very, um, you know, very uh, well understood mechanics. Now, the only downside in some cases is that SaaS companies are, are great at recurring revenue. Um, they don't always grow as fast as everybody would like. And so in conjunction with that organic strategy, we're also looking at uh, an inorganic strategy. And what I mean by that is that cybersecurity as an industry is very, very large. Uh, it's estimated to be over a trillion dollars of spending over the next five years within the cybersecurity market. Wow. But it's very disorganized. It's very fragmented. There's a lot of niche players out there. And so it lends itself really well to organization or, or in our words, more of a roll-up strategy. And so we expect to create value for shareholders in two ways. One is to grow organically with our existing product and, and, um, and focus on customers. And the second is, is also to grow inorganically, uh, which would be acquiring companies. Um, and so I would be expecting Pluralock to execute on both of those over the next 12 to 24 months. To try and take some of the chaotic nature of all of the players and sort of streamline them into a plan. Uh, last question, and this is super novice and you, can, you maybe have no idea. Will 5G change your technology at all? Uh, I, I don't think it'll change the technology directly. We're, we're somewhat agnostic in terms of how networks get architected. But what I do think is that 5G will, will really have a large uh, impact on how businesses think about both security, but also just more broadly about IT. I think what we're seeing, particularly over the last 12 months with, with COVID and, and the uh, first work from home and then work from anywhere movement, which is what we're seeing now, it's really causing a large shift in how IT leaders think about what the next uh, 12, 24, even 36 months will look like. Right. Um, and so when you're thinking about uh, being able to support the business to do its function, if you're a bank, it's to, to do banking functions. If you're a power plant, it's to, it's to deliver power to, to your customers. When you're thinking about that, I think business leaders um, focused on IT are really thinking about how does that look like in a post-corona world? And on a large chunk of that will mean more disparate workforces. And so 5G will impact that positively because it means that you won't need to be tied to an office as much right. um, because you'll have very high speeds regardless of where the users are. So I think ultimately it'll be, it'll be a good thing. It will cause, it will, it will require business leaders to, to have a rethink about network architectures. And I think anytime you have a change in, um, in architecture, it lends itself really well for niche players to, to have an opening uh, and be able to jump on it. Because they're not going to say, well, this is how we've always done it. We're going to keep doing it this way. The shift has been into like, we can't do it that way anymore. We have to do it like this. Who's most innovated? Who's got the latest technology that is going to make this as streamlined as possible? And as you mentioned off the top, Ian, uh, possibly take that cost to a company in hours spent with the IT line on, you know, at seven o'clock on Friday going, oh God, I'm not going to have access to this until Monday. Uh, that whole picture disappears. So I'm very excited to learn about uh, Pluralock and, uh, and really appreciate your time today. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. I hope to see you again. Circle back when we're in studio, 5G, and I'll just be using my keyboard to unlock. That's all. Perfect. <laughs> and that's it. Great. That was, 50, that was 16 minutes. Excellent information, boy. I learned a lot there. Thank you. What?